Hey, security peeps, we are back again in the Breaking Into Cybersecurity webinar here today with my co-host, Chris Folan. Say hi to everyone, Chris. Hey, and everyone. our special, amazing guest, Cornelius George. How are you? Say hi to everyone. Awesome. We are excited to have you here today because you've already shared with us a little bit about your background, which is yeah. pretty fascinating. Yep. And we can't wait to jump in. So just so everyone knows, we are here during this webinar series, Breaking Into Cybersecurity, because we want everyone who is new in the industry to learn from folks who are newer in the industry. So we specifically focus on people who've broken into the industry within the last five years so that they can give advice and pointers and tips to all of the new folks that are coming into the industry right now. So Cornelius, talk to us, tell us how you broke in, what made you get into the cybersecurity fields? Like, give us your story. So yeah, um, first of all, thank you guys for having me. Um, this is a great opportunity for me to share the story and I hope that someone can learn some things from here and help figure out you know, where they need to go and then how they need to get into the industry. But I think the most important thing I hope you take away from this is that you, if you want to, you can. Um, if you want to, you can, and that's the most important part is just figuring out your pathway and it's gonna be different. So my pathway is really long, right? Um, it actually started when I was in high school. Um, there was a guy that was a friend of mine that was actually, this was like in the late 90s, right? So the internet wasn't as big of a thing as it is right now, and companies weren't really sure how they were going to utilize the internet. Um, there was a guy that I was friends with in high school that was actually working on the network for Hershey Computers, I mean, Hershey Foods. And, um, you know, he used to come home, come, you know, I went to board school, so he, so he used to come home and show me all kinds of cool things that he was doing, and I just, I, I was hooked, right? And back then, the internet was kind of uh, not as protected. Um, as things weren't as protected as they are now. Um, so, you know, we would play little games and find little little glitches here, little bugs here and do some crazy things. And it was exciting to me because it felt like magic, right? It felt like something that was magical that was happening. But I'm a kid from Philly, uh, you know, um, so when I graduated high school, I went straight into business school, right? Because <laughs> um, I, because I, that was the thing you did, right? You went you, from the Northeast, you go to business school, and there wasn't a lot of computer computer science programs out there, and the, the, the job pathways were not as robust as they are now. So, uh, you know, I took that pathway and went into business school, and after after graduating, I went on to work for one of your large Wall Street firms. Um you know, and, and spent about 13, 11, I can't remember the number, but a bunch of years in that industry, um, always having a, a foot in, you know, in cybersecurity as a passion and, and things that I cared about and always reading up about this and about that and just trying to figure out things that were going on. And, you know, eventually I got to the point where, um, you know, it was about what I want to do for the rest of my life. You know, I was in my late thirties, you know, starting to figure out that, you know, my bones are starting to hurt from football and all this other stuff. So let's not, let's not let my mental hurt as well. So what do I do? Right. Um, so I ended up leaving that industry and what happened though, is that I realized quickly that, um, I spent all those years in that industry, creating networks and then people in that industry, in that world, I knew no one in technology. I didn't know where I was going. And also, while my passion for cybersecurity and, and, and you know, all things tech stayed, my skill sets stayed as well. 
1999, 19, you know, that era, right? So I didn't know what I was doing. Um, ironically, and fortunately, and unfortunately, at the same time, um, three days after I left that industry, I tore up my quad tendon. It was a major industry, so I was bedridden a little bit, um, which I couldn't go anywhere. Um, so that left me with a lot of time to try to figure out exactly how I was going to get into this industry, what I needed to do, and how I needed to hack it. And, um, you know, I just took some time and started, you know, learning some basics, right? So I took some Udemy courses on A plus and and some of those little things right there, so I can try to at least because I knew I wasn't going to make the technical gap up that fast, right? But I was going to make up um, enough of a gap where my skill sets were in development, marketing, sales, and those types of things, and that's what I've been doing for. You know, 13 years um, to the point where I was, you know, uh, regional vice president for for um, a, the bank division of a brokerage firm, right? So I'd been front facing the front and, and facing clients and, and those types of things for a long time. So how do I take that skill sets and transfer it um, into something that'll help me get into this industry? And you know, like I said, I wasn't going to go straight technical right away. That wasn't where my skill sets are. Um, even now, you know, my skill sets are not ever going to be where I'm going to be hands on keyboard 24 seven. Um, I have that business background, so you know I'm more in the consulting type of, type of phase, and that's where I'm going to be probably moving into, and that's where my career is going to lie. Um, but anyway, so uh, it took some time while I was doing that, and and uh, while I was bedridden and things like that, and took some Udemy courses, took some Code Academy courses, you know, try to figure out if I wanted to try to become more technical. Nah, I'm not that good at that. <laughs> um, um, so. Uh, you know, try to figure out where I, where I fit in. And, you know, while I was doing that, you know, I was, as I was doing that, I found um, um, a really good cybersecurity company um, that's nationally known that was right in my backyard. You know, as I was reading stuff, I read about some stuff that they had been doing with the FBI, and that was Rook Security, um, the company I work for now. And so I found that, I found them, you know, found some stuff that they were doing, and I was like, all right, I got to work for this company. I have to work for this company. Now I'm a little bit different than some people in the sense that like I am laser focused. And if there's something that I want, I'm going to go get it. I'm going to have, it has to happen. I have to manifest it and it has to happen. And so I said, I won't work for this company. Um, so I sent in my resume. Now imagine the resume that you're getting and Renee, obviously you see this a lot, but you're seeing a resume from uh, a guy that's like a mid-level executive, right, um, at a bank with like 10 plus years experience in banking and this and that. And that's coming across your desk for an entry-level position in cybersecurity. <laughs> <laughs> it looks weird, right? It's 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 one of those things where it's a, it's a huge anomaly, right? Because one, you know that this person has too much experience for like, you, you think he has too much experience for an entry-level position, but then you think he has not enough experience for any kind of um Mid, mid-level position because there's no technology experience. So I, I lived in that anomaly range there, that weird space. And so I sent my resume out to, I mean, I would say not only Rook, but then I try other companies. I sent my resume out, I would say probably 100, 160 times in technology. Now, if I were to take that same resume and just threw it at a bank, I'd get a job in five minutes, right? right. You know, um, because they know, they know how to understand it. So, um, so I, uh, I decided, how do I hack this? And the, and the way how you hack it, and this is what I would tell everyone right now, and this is my, my story starts to not diverge anymore. It starts to come exactly where everyone else is. It was through networking. Um, I realized that I wanted to work at this certain company, so I had to figure out a way of 
networking my way and hacking my way into that company and and hacking my way into the industry. And that took networking. It took me, you know, um, I used my skill sets in sales and met some people in that sales environment that were able to understand what my passion was uh, and make an introduction. Um, once they made that introduction, you know, you know, it's it's weird and it's, you know, it's a little bit different in, in you know, in the regular world as you move around that, you know, you might be able to get a job typically, you know, um, off of your resume. But if you want a specific company or you want a specific role or you want anything specific, lots of times that takes networking. That takes coming to the right people, finding the right people, having the right conversations and telling them and telling them your story and telling them what you're trying to do. Um, you know, I see a question here about uh, is certificate certificate better uh, college degree field. Um, you know, one of the things that I did was I hacked my way in, but I didn't stop. I didn't stop. And, you know, within the, I have, I have a goal for myself with each year um, as I'm in this industry to earn at least one certificate. And that's not necessarily for, I'm not one of these people that believe that paper um, paper is always king, right? Because, you know, I've, all, I've, I've been around people in academia and so on and so forth that have these plethora of degrees, but the skill sets that they have doesn't really reflect what those degrees show. And that could be a problem, especially in security. I mean, if you talk the talk and you can't walk the walk, you become you know exposed to fraud very fast. But if you're newer to the industry, there is no, there, there is no better way to ramp up your knowledge and your skill sets than studying for these exams and these and these certificates. Because if you don't have that, if you have that knowledge and then you go and start doing it in practice, it becomes that much better. But if you don't have that knowledge from the jump, ramp it up, learn it. You know, I started, I, I started, um, I had my goal um, this year um, to take the Security Plus. I took that in the beginning of the year. Um, and then I started looking at where, where, you know, that's like kind of the basis for me, right? Where, where am I going to be in this, in this industry? Where am I going to go in this industry? And then I realized that I'm probably not going to be the most, you know, the most technical. I'm not, I'm not, the, I'm not going the CEH route, right? Um, that's probably not going to be where I'm going to be a fit. I'm going to be a fit more in the consulting, um, that type of route. And so I started to move into um, the CISSP. I decided to go and take that monster on, right? And in reality, I'm not going to have the letters behind my name, right? Um, because I don't have the five years experience, which I wouldn't be on the show if I did. Um, <laughs> but, you know, it, 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 I am going for that because the book is, I mean, I have it somewhere around here. Um, the book is large and the, and, the, and the amount of knowledge that you get from that book, I mean, that I've already gotten is, is invaluable. And, and so just by going through the process, I'm going to update myself. Um, right. that was a long way of answering that question, <laughs> but it was awesome. I mean, I know, I know Chris is going to chime in cause I have so many points to, to your, to your point. You talk about submitting your resume hundreds of times and not getting any responses. And one of the things that I tell, especially career transitioners, it is a hundred percent about networking, mm -hmm. a resume that doesn't have, you know, when you were, you were explaining or sharing that story, it's so funny because what I usually say is. I would be confused as a recruiter if that resume came across my desk and I'm like, oh, he made a mistake and applied to this security entry level security job. Oh, you know, like I literally would think that the person made a mistake. Mm -hmm. And I think that's what managers would think too. Like, oh, what, 
how did this get in here? Okay, on to the next. Now let's focus on these other SOC analyst types and security analyst folks. So right. you're absolutely and completely right that you could send out a thousand resumes and you wouldn't get a response that way. Um, so networking is a hundred percent key, and so many folks that have come on here have said that. You know, the additional point that you made, and I know Chris is going to chime in about this too. The um, the certifications, the studying aspect. So we talk about that all the time. Like, you know, you're not getting, yes, you're getting it for it to say you got the cert, but it's truly getting that knowledge and understanding and doing the studying and really growing. Mm -hmm. That's where the value comes with getting and studying for the certification. So, yeah. you know, you made such, such amazing points about, you know, breaking in resumes, getting to the point where you are networking, Actually, another point that you made that a lot of folks don't do, and I, I teach this all the time from a career coaching perspective, is the um, being targeted, you know, and you're bringing that from that business development background that you have. But I tell people all the time, focus on a handful of companies like, comp, you know, figure out which companies you want to work for, get laser focused on those companies, understand those companies in and out. What kind, how can you be of value to those people? figure it out, get real, you know, network in that space. And that mm. yields so much better results than just blasting to everywhere. So, yeah. I mean, you made some invaluable points. Chris, I know you want to jump in. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, <laughs> in regards to unpacking some of the points, um, you made a point about transferable skills. A lot of people don't think about the skills that they had in their previous role, how it would be applicable. In regards mm -hmm. to your business development skills and your sales skills, um, in cybersecurity, we always have to sell to the business what their risk is, as well as how to implement mitigations and to work with them in the best way. And even if you're not a technical individual like yourself, you still have to work with the business and explain to them the risks that are there, why your risks, why they need to be concerned, how mm -hmm. it can impact their business. And even if you're not the one setting up the firewall or reading the logs or being in the sock, you still have a part in that entire security ecosystem of that organization. And that's one of the things that I, I like to tell everyone is, there's not just the hands-on keyboard people in security. Mm -hmm. There's the people that need to understand risk. There's the people that need to understand compliance. I know that's the dirty word in security, but it's still a part. And talking to that business and working with that business and having those sales skills, you're always selling something to someone at some time. It's very important. Yeah. So like there's a, there's a, a book, um, call everybody sells or something like that, right? In reality, majority of the, the conversations you're having in every role, right? Being somewhat um, skilled in this, in, in the skilled in the skills, uh, I guess, if you will, of sales um, is important all the way around. And that's not, you know, the typical, you know, uh, Willie Loman, death of a salesman type, used car salesman type of person, right? But it's more or less in, in, in the idea that, you know, you have to influence people. Um, you're, you're always influencing people and you're always, you know, um, taking feedback and have being empathetic and understanding what people need and trying to figure out, you know, as you work through these, all these things, you try to figure out how to help people in different ways. And those skills transfer over into every aspect. Um, when it comes to security, especially, you know, I think what you're, you know, there's a great book and that's another thing I do all the time. I mean, I, 
right now I'm studying for the for the uh, CISSP, so I, I don't have enough time to do that. But you know, I, typically I'm a three to four book a month guy, um, and that's audio books, that's Kindle, that's whatever it is. I'm reading and reading and reading and reading. I'm reading about cybersecurity. I'm reading about sales. I'm reading about people. I'm reading about everything. I'm just throwing knowledge in my head as quickly as possible and as much as possible. Um, I'm not going to retain all of it. But if I retain 60% of it, that's more than I had, 60% more than I had before, you know, type of thing. So, um, but great book I read uh, a little while ago was um, The Phoenix Project. And I talk about this book all the time, right? And it talks about, you know, it helped me really see cybersecurity and and DevOps and, and you know, technology in a whole di- and just structures and businesses in a whole different way. And I think in cybersecurity, what's happening now is the shift is that you, um, I don't think that you have to be the hands-on keyboard type of person anymore to be in the industry. I don't think that, you know, you can be just the hands-on key. Unless you're really, really good, yes, you can. You can do whatever you want to do. If you're a golden child, you can do whatever you want to do. But I think it's 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 less it's more or less coming to the point where, especially from the corporation and the business side of it, that businesses are realizing that cybersecurity is not just this place where you tuck all the nerds, if you will, right? You know what I mean? <laughs> Tell them to go play with their nerd machine and play wizardry and, and make stuff work, right? It's 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 integral to a business. Um, and in reality, businesses are realizing that, you know, they're in the cybersecurity business by virtue of the fact that with if something happened to those, they're in, I mean, in 2018, if you're in business and you're not on the internet, if you will, you're either a funeral home Right, <laughs> pretty much, or you're some, or you're not in business, right? Um, and so, you know, those companies are all online. They're doing everything online. So, therefore, for them to generate revenue, they need to make sure that the data is protected. They need to make sure that the network is protected. That they have a system that is secured. And so, what is how do you secure that system? You secure that system via cybersecurity. So, therefore, the business that you're really in is cybersecurity. You just don't realize it. And that's the most important aspect of your business because if certain systems go down, you make no money. Nobody gets paid. No bonuses, right? <laughs> so I think that's what's happening. What's what the evolution of the industry is, and is that people are starting to realize that more and more. And and I think you know that takes diverse. Um, it takes diverse mindsets to really truly come in and say, okay. I see this from this way. You see it from this way. Let's figure out how we can come together and make both of those those um, those viewpoints work out to solve this problem. And I think that's that's where the industry is going. That's where I like to be in that industry in, in, in the industry. And that's kind of you know um, uh, to your point. You know, it, it's it's no longer a place where you can just do one thing. You have to kind of you know branch out a little bit and then utilize what skill sets you have to get you in the industry and, and, and bring that, bring those skill sets in. And you know what? Help other people see the value of that. Right. Because I have a different set of skill sets than most people have ever met um, in, in, in security. Right. But that means I bring a diverse viewpoint. And so therefore they bring a viewpoint before and, and it helps us all come together to have, to have a you know, good dialogue. Absolutely. I was going to say diversity. I mean, diversity is so important to this industry, both from uh, viewpoints, from uh, cultural uh, standpoints, the way you approach certain things, uh, even neurodiversity, um, introverts (laughs) versus extroverts, um, the way that uh, you interact with different people is definitely critical. And because you're 
organization is interacting with that diverse population on the front end, if you don't have that population on the back end, you will be either excluding those groups or creating vulnerabilities for yourself that because those groups interact with your organization in a different way, you're just creating holes for yourself if you don't think in that same mindset as well. So, so the way how I, I've come to understand it is um, the difference between like security, um, security through obscurity and open sourcing, right? Diversity is open sourcing thought, thought processes, right? Um, you know, if you have just the same mind, same kind, same background of people, same everything of people um, that are looking at a system, you have a closed, obscured system. And really, you know, it, it might work for a while, but in reality, there's so many gaps that you're not looking at, right? And there might be so many gaps that you're not looking at. Whereas, you know, if you're open source, then you have a lot of different diverse backgrounds, mindsets, thought processes, attitudes, you know, everything. Man, you're going to see people poking holes at this thing from every way, and you're going to come up with the best possible product, system, whatever the case may be. So that's I, I definitely agree with that. Wholeheartedly agree. I mean, I'll chime on and say diversity of thought. Like, I mean, everything that you said is what I preach. So ditto, absolutely. <laughs> absolutely. Go ahead, Chris. Um, so you mentioned that you studied for the certifications and you also mentioned implementing your knowledge. What's some of the ways that you, from, from your background, tried to implement or operationalize the knowledge that you gained uh, from studying for those certifications? Yes. Yeah. So that's really a great question. Um, so being, being in sales, right. Um, and, and being in front of house for a security company, one of the things that happens is, um, well, and and, and you'll, you'll see this, and there's a huge dialogue right now going on between the relationship between security vendors and and and, and, and people that buy in the industry, right? Um, one of the issues that I have, and, and I know they, and I know people have it too, is that you know there are salespeople in security, right? But there are very few security salespeople, if you make if, if, if that makes sense, right? And so what I what I try to implement is the idea that like I don't know as much as you know, Mr. and Mrs. CISO, right? But I know enough to understand really truly what the conversation is that we're having. And I know enough to understand how maybe there's some things that I can bring to the table and help you understand um, your systems a little bit better. And understanding, you know, what is really going on in the industry. You can't do that by just reading your product manuals and stuff like that and your and your um your skew guides or whatever the case may be you have to truly understand what's really going on in the industry and be a student of the game um so from that standpoint in my day-to-day can you hear me mm-hmm. oh from that from that standpoint in my day-to-day um in my day-to-day that's something that i do i utilize in my current role right and, and that helps me um learn more and be able to have more robust complex conversations that, you know, if it gets too technical, I have some great team members that I can bring in there and we can have those conversations. But I know enough to have a high level, real detailed conversation about what the goals and what what the um, what the strategies of an organization really are. Right. That helps me in that regard. What I also do for myself is um, and I think we talked a little bit about this is um, I'm passionate about technology, cybersecurity and bringing that to the masses, right? So what I try to do with that is 
you know, they say the best way to learn is to teach, right? Um, and so, uh, you know, I started a kind of a, a, a digital media company, uh, and I'm rolling it out slowly here, hopefully by the end of the month. But I've had a couple episodes called Texplain. Now, the reason behind that is because the the word, the term Texplain is kind of like a derogatory term that people, it, it's not used that much, but it's kind of like on the same line of like mansplaining, right? When you're trying to like talk down to people and people in tech do that a lot. Um, we do that a lot, right? We do that a lot when we're talking to the average public, right? Oh, the the number one, you know, the number one uh, um, uh, cause of failure is user error, right? And all those different things. And, and so it's kind of like this, but, you know, we can help people understand this stuff more than rather than just being like, this is our club. You know, you can't get in until you pass these blah, 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 blah. So um, I want to try to make it, take the knowledge that I'm learning and the fact that I still have mind not completely into that world into this industry i'm not i'm not so i guess if that i can now translate some of the stuff that i'm learning into common speak and help the common the common people understand that this stuff is not that difficult right and so i started it's called text planning and i started that a little while ago and rolling that out more and more and trying to get more content and more people to kind of talk about, you know, some of those things and bring it down to people. And then the other thing that I do is, um, you know, I, I'm sitting in my basement kind of pseudo lab, if you will. Um, you know, I, I have a couple of, I have some stuff here um, <laughs> that <laughs> I have some stuff here that, you know, that, that I've taken some classes and, and I'll go in and I'll tinker, right? And and I'll try to figure out some things and try to learn a little bit more and try to understand a little bit more about this 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 industry and, and technology as a whole. Um, you know, one thing I would recommend too is if, you know, if you really want to try to be hands-on keyboard and have a little bit of fun with it, it's a great game called Hacknet. Um, it's, it's, it's it's not. I mean, it's it's it, from what it's pretty good in terms of simulation. You do some really cool stuff, but it's a great game that you can play and you can kind of work and you start understanding some of the stuff that goes into the coding and all that other stuff for you know for uh, for compromising systems and then understand what you need to do to protect the system from being compromised. So I would say play games. You know, use utilize them in my work. Try to talk, have these conversations with people on a regular basis, and you know, and, and try to be a good ambassador for the industry as a whole. Such, such valid points. I mean, everything that you talked about in terms of the world, what's really, really funny, I I see this all the time on um, on LinkedIn in particular, is the, the whole vendor CISO relationship or vendor security people relationship. And it totally cracks me up. Like I laugh all the time and <laughs> vendors get upset about being called vendors. I mean, it's just so comical to me. And then, you know, the CISO's like, they don't, you know, nobody answers their phone. They get a zillion phone calls and everybody has like the best, the hot new thing that's going to stop you from getting hackier, right? Yeah. You know, so it's just so, so funny. So the point that you brought up about um, being in the industry, understanding, learning, being able to talk high level, you know, you, you'll never be, you don't, you don't proclaim to know what they know. That's not sure. your purpose, right? Yeah. That's not the goal. So having that, again, diversity of thought, be, being able to bring various things to the table is definitely um, needed and useful. And I could see why you would do so. I can, I can see why you'd be amazing at being in the role that you're in because right. you're bringing that. You're bringing that to the table and you're, you're not trying to, you know, even with the podcast that you're starting, you know, you're not talking down to people. It's just like, okay, 
this is not rocket science. My, my former director, he used to say this all the time. The man is so amazing. He would say, none of this stuff is rocket science. Like, I sure. can break every piece of it. Like, there's a handful of it that is, but you don't have to go get, like, an MD degree and, you know, a JD and all this stuff to yeah. be in security. You don't, you know? That's it's um, like us. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, go ahead, go ahead. I would say it's like Steve Jobs once famously said, right, you know, uh, something along the lines of, and I'm going to butcher this really bad, but um, the greatest thing that happens to you is when you realize that most of the stuff that was built in this world was built by people no smarter than you or something like that, right? And that's and that's it, right? It's not it's not rocket science. Like, if, if you know, if this person can do it, you can do it. Right. Yeah. And some of the points that you brought out, it's, it's definitely – important to speak at an individual level. So if you're trying to work with a business to have them improve their security posture, you have to talk in their lingo, you have to talk the way they talk, the way they understand things, you have to break things down the way that they do it. Um, and then another point I wanted to touch on that you brought up with regards to practicing in your lab, um, similar to that game HackNet, if you go to local conferences or meetups, they have capture the flag type events, which allow you to interact with other individuals there and operate operationalize your uh, skills and techniques with regards to finding vulnerabilities and things like that. So if that's an area that you want to go into, definitely check that out. Um, but there's definitely lots of resources to keep on learning, growing. I know I have a list of um, RSS feeds, podcasts, books um, that those who are interested, they can check out. Um, but I, I love your approach. Read books, listen to podcasts, uh, try to learn all the time. Yeah, and you, you brought up another really great point that I want to make sure that um, I, I definitely highlight so that we don't skip over. This I've been, you know, like I said, I came from the world of finance and then doing that community is one thing. This is probably the greatest community, in, industry community I've ever seen. I mean, I've seen a lot. I've looked at different industries. All I've, Greatest industry community I've ever seen. And the truth of the matter is, is that, like you said, right, there's meetups, right? When you go to these things, right, so you have to understand. And, and when I say nerd, like, obviously, I'm talking about reading three, four books a month. Like, I'm a nerd, right? Like, this, this is not even a question. So I've always been a nerd, right? But you have to understand nerd culture is always about let's help people. Let's figure out some really cool stuff. Let's do something. And, and that's what cybersecurity is really based upon, right? It's based upon nerd culture. Um, and so what you have is people dying to help you get information. And, I mean, so, you know, there's – different OWASP chapters, um, the, the ISSA uh, meetups. You go on meetups right now, you'll find four or five in your area that you can just just go, just go. Or the different conferences, just go and start talking to people. I mean, I've gone to, some, I've gone to a lot of these conferences and, you know, have met some people that are going to be friends for life, right, and had dinner with some incredible people and listened to stories. I was at a conference, um, you know, uh, and, like, we get done with the conference and the speaker and I and a couple other people start talking and they're telling stories. Now, I don't know none of this stuff because I wasn't around back in the 70s. Right. But they're telling all these stories of like how this came to be and this and that and what the Internet was and all this stuff and how security. And we sat there. We went to a Starbucks for four hours just talking. I never met these guys before in my life. <laughs> right. And we're having these great long conversations. So. I would say, and that's what that's what you're highlighting there is that like this community is based upon the fact that people have so much knowledge 
that if you show interest and want to get that knowledge from them, someone's going to give it to you. And so you just have to step out of your shell and say, you know, I want this and go ask. You know, um, I have people coming up to me now and, you know, and asking me, hey, you know, I want to get in the industry. What can I do? And I'm like, huh? Yeah. You know, here's some things. And, you know, um, you know, uh, uh, there's, you know, I've worked with and I've talked to a couple of people, um, you know, a lot of people through LinkedIn. I've linked up with Chris Roberts has been a great help and help and giving me some information and stuff like that. And that's a guy that's like at the top of the industry. Right. And yeah. he's like, I'm like, hey, listen, I have someone that's trying to help. Can you help? Here's a list of things that they need to do. Here's this. Here's these resources. Here's resource, 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 right? And that's what I'm talking about. That's a great industry. You can't do that in finance. I can't call Jamie Dimon, who's at the top of the industry in banking, and say, hey, Jamie, help me out. Not going to happen. But in cybersecurity, it's just accessibility and these people that are dying to help you out that, you know, like you just have to ask these questions. And like I said, um, you know, if you have some questions, believe me, I've been working. I have resources that I've gotten from these people myself. And so if you want some resources, my uh my LinkedIn um my LinkedIn link. Oh, it's a lot of links. My LinkedIn link is uh is right up top there. You know, just come connect with me and ask me, man. I'd love to help you out. Because I mean, you know, I had to do a lot of it myself and had to figure it out myself. And you know, the best thing, the best ideas in in in, in the world are ones that you steal from other people. So steal my ideas. Awesome. <laughs> Well, Cornelius, with that, we are going to wrap. It is 33 minutes after 12. So we want to make, we want to be cognizant of everyone's time. Thank you so much for such an engaging and awesome discussion. I love your background, love what you're doing. What, um, please give the link to your podcast so that we can make sure to circulate that around as well and make sure that when all those newbies come, you know, you send them to us. Like, yeah, definitely will. This. Definitely will. <laughs> definitely will. And thank you guys for the time, and it's been a pleasure um, getting to share my story and talking with you all today. So, uh, thank you, and I hope I hope someone gets some help out of this. Yeah, excellent. And next week, guys, we will have who do we have coming up next week? We have uh, Pushkar. He will be here next week, and then in the month of December, we're going to have all these UMUC grads. So I'm excited to bring them on as well. So thank you all. Have a great weekend and a great week. Bye, everyone. Bye. Bye.